Dane, good morning, man. How you doing? Excellent, excellent. Uh, it's a fine morning in in December, getting ramped up for the Christmas holiday here. So yeah, the stores are getting go. more packed, and I got to get my elbows sharpened up so I can get what I need. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I my ears are still ringing. I know uh, last night you had to cover a different event, but uh, we were at the Skillet Show yep. last night. I can't wait to hang with Tyler Tuesday from Theater of the Dead yeah. Man. It's going to be a great interview. Um, my ears are still ringing. Um, I now <laughs> understand what my dad always said uh, back in my day, right? Because I was a great yeah. night of music from time from my generation back in my day. Yeah. Uh, my kids have no idea what these bands are like. So it's exciting to be able to like, now I am old enough to have a back in my day moment. Last night was yeah, just like that. So um, it was great. Cody was cool. Our buddy Cody from Santa Sonia was really gracious. It was good to see yeah. all them. High energy four-hour show. Uh, I had to take a couple yeah. of uh doses of coffee because i was falling asleep there getting older you know but it was fun so uh <laughs> but then they rocked us back away so and you know dane we, we talk a lot about taking things by the taking the bull by the horns and life's an adventure right um yeah. and our guest today uh we'll bring it on here in a moment her name is heidi stout she's a part of a program called encounter outdoors uh you know how much we love to showcase strong female leaders and she fits that to a t um pro basically at this point pro hunter she does a lot of things with skiing fishing fly fishing golf i think yeah. she does everything uh it's like a almost like an adventurer if you will like i don't know what yeah. there's not really a label you can put on her it's like she does all these things and does yeah. it very well to just pretty much rem remind us that you can take life by the horns you know so yeah oh yeah um, and it, this time of year it's it's right in the midst of hunting season so yeah interested to see how that's going yeah, as we're learning more Absolutely. about the world of hunting and all that, usually I just go hunting at the buffet table. Now I'm realizing that there's <laughs> ways to hunt, you know, outdoors and all that. So I want to I want to get down into it and bring on our, our new friend Heidi from Encounter Outdoor. Heidi, how you yeah. doing, my friend? I am doing fabulous. Thank you guys so much for having yeah. me. And I honestly just appreciate what you're doing for women. Yes. Uh, and, and giving us a platform to to use our voice. So so excited to be here. Absolutely, Heidi. Absolutely. We, we look we, we, we look up to you. You're an influence. Our, our families uh, think the world of you. The show does. So thanks for doing this. I'll take the lead on some of these questions. Uh, we've cultivated some questions over the years. Now, looking at what you do, like I said, hunting, obviously fishing. Uh, you're a great fly fisherman, by the way. I'm a little jealous. I love your technique. I've watched some stuff. Obviously, the golfing, the skiing. But maybe when you got the itch to do all things adventure, maybe not just one category. How old were you when this itch to do this zeal for life? How old were you when all this began for yeah. you? You know? Um, you know, I grew up with not a lot of money. And so I feel like my dad really influenced us just like being adventurous and going outdoors because it's free to go outdoors, right? And yeah. and be um, but I would say it really hit me after my divorce. So about five years ago, um, I realized I was raising four boys alone and boys are adventurous. And so if I had to hang, I was gonna really just dive headfirst into this and the things they wanted to learn, I had to learn how to do it with them. Okay. Okay. Wow. So uh, out of a place of necessity, I think you're right. Uh, it is definitely free to go outdoors. It's one of the, the few free things left, right? <laughs> so yes. uh, that's awesome. <laughs> so you're talking, and this is kind of early on, dad, did dad take it? I'm sure the uh, pops take you fishing, things like that growing up or maybe mm -hmm. hunting or any of that stuff. Um, we didn't hunt. Um, I was from Phoenix. So we okay. would go out desert and, you know, see rattlesnakes, pick up tarantulas, you know, <laughs> just a lot of camping and that type of stuff. Ooh, um, okay. Do some fishing, no fly fishing, but we did do do fishing. Um, but yeah, 
just really dived into most of this in the last five years. Okay. Well, you're already more brave. You're already more brave than in one day than I'll ever be in my life, Heidi. Spiders, <laughs> I will scream like a six month old baby. I hate spiders. So kudos to you. Then go ahead because I'm getting heebie jeebies thinking about it, man. <laughs> with all with all the things that you've taken on these past five years with with your sons, what is something that maybe an event or maybe a hunt that you've been on that's been your most exhilarating, I guess, or toughest thing that you've done yeah. that you've enjoyed though? That's a tough question. I mean, I'm, I seriously, you put me outside and I'm going to have a great time. Um, I would say probably the two most like hunts that I absolutely love elk hunting. I am insanely passionate about. Um, I have yet to get my elk. Um, I missed mm. my shot here, which I'm still like, oh, still grueling from. Um, but having an elk bugle just a few yards from you and, you know, pulling that bow back is just insane. Like I can't ever get enough of that. Mm. Um, but I got my mountain lion this year. So harvesting my mountain lion was definitely wow. the most exciting and rare experience that I've ever had. Wow. wow. Okay. So, you know, and I, I watch like, I, I watch a lot of your technique and videos and you make it seem so flawless. I'm like, only thing, only way I can bow hunt is on Tomb Raider, the video game. And you're just over here. You're just like crushing it. Like, wow, that's man. So what is, uh, not to get too technical on that. Is it a, is it a compound bow? Is that what you, we're learning more about the spores? Is that what you're using uh, yeah, right now? Yeah. Using a compound bow. Um, I've been hunting for three years. Okay. Um, my son wanted to learn to hunt. So I was like, okay, got to figure this out. Um, and I, become became obsessed i'm way more obsessed than my kids are um okay. but, uh, so i started with just a used bow i had a friend help me get a used bow and just started mm. learning to shoot i could barely pull the thing back when i started so wow yeah just put from, in a from, from that to a mountain line let's go wow okay yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> what what uh what was the time frame on your or getting your mountain line and the terrain like whenever you were on that hunt um so when i was out for my mule deer during rifle season mm -hmm. And um, I had hiked up to the top of this really steep ridge and um, I wasn't seeing any deer. I heard a turkey off to the side. I was like, oh, well, I could, you know, go get a turkey if I can't find anything <laughs> else. And I just happened to look over to the side and I'm like, what is that? And I was like, that's a cat. And it was just sitting, well, it was standing on the top of the ridge um, just over from me. And then I got my phone out. I'm like, oh, I'm going to record it because, you know, it's going to be gone in just a second. And then it just sat down and then it just bedded down right there in the sun. Wow. Said, oh, here's my chance. And so wow. it took me probably a good 15 minutes to get myself in position and get my, my mm. rifle. And um, it was about 233 yard shot and hit it. Wow. That's crazy. Hit it down on first shot. So I was super excited. So Heidi, I'm calling wow. dibs now, Dane. Sorry. Whenever we play laser tag, Heidi, you're on my team. Okay, let's go. <laughs> or paintball. <laughs> that's crazy. 230 yards. That's wow. That's that's impressive. So you know when you, when you kind of transition into obviously what you're influencing your sons with, and you have a movement yeah. now. Uh, it's neat to see. I'll see oh, every day when I follow what you do. You're yeah. you're making um, a shadow. You're casting a shadow of influence on the next generation. It's yeah. cool to see. There's got to be, I know you mentioned maybe pops and all that. Has there been a, maybe a few other hunters or archers or fishermen or I don't know what category, but maybe some people that have influenced you so far along your journey, you know? Mm. You know, social media is crazy. Like, you know, there's so much negativity out there and you hear, you know, how horrible it is and things like that. You know, besides, yeah, my family and my boys inspire me every day. There are so many people I've come across that inspire me and it's really people that are just passionate about what they're doing and passionate about the world we live in and 
are respectful and are advocates for, you know, hunting or fishing mm -hmm. or whatever the industry is that are just really good people like Jana Waller from Skullbound, um, Amanda Caldwell. There's a lot of women. I mean, I can name a ton of women that have really just inspired me. Um, just being, you know, women that are out there trying to do it. It's so yeah. hard, um, you know, one, being a woman in kind of a yeah. middle industry, but also just learning new skills. You know, I haven't been doing this long and I'm not afraid to say sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. and I'm, they're just, you know, trying to figure it out. But so many people, you know, Paul Survey, like they've just embraced me. And if like, I get these messages, yeah. encouragement about it, you know, and, um, you know, it That's just, awesome. it, it inspires me. It's a community, sounds like. Yeah, it's cool. So, and I think it's neat. Dan and I talk about this a lot, Heidi, because we try to really approach things in just learning, right? We've got, you know, fans of all genres. We've got hunters and non-hunters and all that. And I think what's cool about what I've learned more about when I interview people like yourself and Randy and uh, I've met with Don and all that, it's neat that it's okay if maybe they don't want to do it, but you have that respect for each other. Like, it's okay yeah. if you don't want to take this path, that's fine. But I love yeah. the mutual respect that I'm seeing. It's, it's just, it, it's it's neat to see the the cohesion, if you will. So, you know what I'm saying, Dan? Like, there's a there's yeah. great whether they like the hunt or not you know what i'm saying dan so yeah definitely i mean i have uh, friends my one of my best friends he's a hunter i mean he's gotten elk and uh he was an elk hunter he did caribou things like that and you know the he tells me about all the people he meets whenever he goes to these camps and things like that and much like you said the mistakes he makes somebody else has already made him and they're able to help him along as well you know yeah. whether it be the right gear the best way to approach something so it, it sounds like you said, like a community that everybody's willing yeah. to chip in and help you with that next bit of knowledge. I mean, it's like yeah. any other sport, you know, you're not going to know until you make those mistakes. So, but now transitioning into that, what, what is next for you as far as your next big hunt, your next big adventure coming up to the end of the year, or even in 2024, do you, do you have some big things coming up for yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to finish out this year with my boys skiing. I mean, that's just getting started. So um, I live 20 minutes from the ski hill. So that's where wow. you find a lot during the winter, uh, which is absolutely incredible. But beginning of 2024, um, I think it's super important for women these days to understand guns and, um, you know, proper usage. So I'm taking a yeah. concealed class um, mm. from this a wonderful woman named Amanda Rose. Um with the Athena tactics. So she's, I'm going to Boise for that. And then the hunting expo is in February, which is a huge event where we all get to kind of see each other <laughs> one year. Um, so I'll be doing that. And then I have a few hunts I'm working on that are out of state. And then, um, you know, I'll be getting my bow ready and just doing a lot of practice for fall next year. Um, okay. may have some waterfowl hunts that I've had some interest <laughs> in. So you know, people, I just tell them, sign me up. I'll be there. <laughs> hey, Dane. So, so Dane, are you ready to do that thing where they put the apple on the head and they just shoot it? Uh, Dane said he'd volunteer for that, honey. You, right, Dane? <laughs> so, <laughs> just kidding. With, it's like, no, with her please. shooting? With, with her shooting? Yeah. Yeah, I'll no problem. It. No problem. <laughs> so, I'm going to let her try it once and I'm going to go, Dane. Is that cool? You good with that? I'm just kidding. There you go. No. So, Heidi, I love it. I love the kind of the – again, I keep coming back to the camaraderie, Dane. We've said that. The the, the family. This, there's like this community, yeah. uh, what I'm seeing, and it's neat to see how much good comes out of this, and it's a good skill yeah. set. I love what you said about the fact that, you know, teach the hunter safety and like learn or conceal and carry things, all, all those things across the board of just just, yeah. just just doing it the right way. So, I could go on and on about that. Sure. I love the, the way you're going about it, but – 
There's a section high that we're going to transition to. I promise you, you're going to crack up. This is a benchmark segment for us. Okay. Every single time uh, we've got great fans who give us questions from around the world. Yeah. We're about to get weird for a second. Okay. <laughs> so no, the way we do this, there's no wrong answer. Heidi, there's five questions. It's called rapid fire. You don't, there's no wrong answer. You pick what you feel like you should say. Me and Dane are betting on you. We have already got the questions and we think we know what you're going to say. So we'll tell you along the way, we have a bet on you. Whoever gets the most right answers of what we think you're going to say gets lunch provided by the loser. So like if I win, Dane buys me lunch and so forth. Okay. So you ready? I, I think so. <laughs> so, so there's no wrong answer. You just go with hey, anything's possible. Reality pauses for a second. Um, there's no laws of gravity. Just anything's possible. Okay. So here we go. So first question, Heidi, you're called up that, you know, some producers catch wind of what you're doing. They love your body of work. They love the influence that you're making They say, Hey, we're making a cartoon movie in 2024. We'd like you to be a, uh, a, playable a guest character in one of these two upcoming movie franchises they're redoing a classic scooby-doo cartoon or they're also doing a classic looney tunes cartoon you get to be heidi stout in one of these two movie franchises scooby-doo or looney tunes which one do you want to be a part of <laughs> probably looney tunes uh, just Dang it. Seems like that's gonna fit me <laughs> okay oh man i i had scooby day how about you man <laughs> I'd Scooby Doo because I could see you hunting down the yeah the person you're going after. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, oh man. Okay. Well, so we're both zero for oh, one. Oh, go ahead. I'm, ins I'm insanely awkward and I embarrass myself a lot, so that's why. I oh no, not at all. Okay, so oh for one. Second question. So on this, there's a lot of TV type stuff in this one today. Seems like. So um, second question. You're, you're uh, called up also, you're done with maybe the February hunting expo. They say, hey, we're going to do a reality TV show, kind of an encounter, maybe something like a, uh, um, almost like a Steve Irwin type show where you're doing an adventure hunting, meat eater type thing, something like that. And you get to pick your co-host for the entire season. It's going to go on Netflix. You have two choices for your co-host for this series. It, it, adventures with Heidi, whatever you want to call it. You can use uh, you can use Melissa McCarthy, lover, very very funny lady, or you can use um, I don't even know her real name, Meredith from Grey's Anatomy. Um, I forgot her real name, but you can use McCarthy or Meredith as your co-host for this show. Who do you want to go with? It's gonna be McCarthy. I love to laugh. Like yeah, I got you. Dane, did you have that one? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. Oh man, I, I uh, actually uh, had you for that one. Some one for one. McCarthy, so I could just see it like you guys doing the shenanigans and all the kind of stuff, you know, so it'd be great. <laughs> so next one, question three, you're doing a celebrity golf tournament and you have, I love both these ladies are both great. So let me preface that, but you get to choose one of these two ladies to be your, uh, I don't know, is it caddy, Dane? <laughs> no, you get, I'm kidding. You get to eat, this is your partner. It's, it's, it's pairs. So you can choose one of these two ladies to be your golf yeah. partner in this event. You can go with Serena Williams or you can go with Beyonce as your partner. Which one? Definitely Serena Williams. I, I had Beyonce, I, dude. Yeah. Oh man. Did you have Beyonce, Dane? I did. Oh, no, I had, I had Serena because you know she could already swing it. Yeah. Okay. Put that thing out there, three fifty at least. I got you. I got you. <laughs> well, Dane, you're sneaking ahead of me, dude. I'm gonna try to catch up. So Dane's ahead of me by one, Heidi. So here we go. So next question. Um, they're doing a. Uh, they're adding an event to the Olympics. Um, they're doing pond ice skating to the olympics or adding it uh, across like the pacific ocean or something okay and they say hey heidi we want you to come up we've seen some things you can do you got some good moves on the on the uh, on the ice we want you to be a part of the first ever olympic 
uh, skate across the ocean event. But what they don't tell you is you have to wear a specific outfit for the event on national TV. You have to wear one of those sumo blow-up suits or a panda suit the entire time. Sumo or panda suit, which one are you going with? I'm gonna go with sumo. That Let's go. Like... <laughs> Let's go, bouncing back. That would be a little bit... <laughs> just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of scooting around. The ones that inflate, you have the little things where they blow up and all that, so that'd be pretty cool. Making a turn around the Pacific is Heidi, and it's like you can just see her kind of going like this. Awesome. So I love it. <laughs> Dan, did you have sumo? No, I had a panda. I was thinking different okay, way so, on that. So we're, we're tied up, up on this. <laughs> so last question, Heidi. So check this out. <laughs> this is the weirdest, and I love this question. So you're familiar with ghillie suits, obviously, being a hunter and all that, right? So um, they ask you, and they're doing a um, almost like a prank, like something like a, a stupid video's prank. They say, hey, we want you to wear this ghillie suit, and without making it awkward, you can't act like it's a joke. We need you to crawl around the entire Walmart, your nearest Walmart, as if you're just tracking prey in Walmart, or you have to crawl around a ghillie suit in your local dentist office. Like, you gotta pick one. Crawl around Walmart, or crawl around the dentist office in a ghillie suit, acting like you're tracking prey. Which one are you going with? <laughs> I'm probably gonna go with Walmart, and I would probably do that now. <laughs> Let's go. There you go. Can you imagine that? What are you doing? I'm hunting for discounts. You know, you're like crawling around Walmart in a ghillie suit, like, what, I'm not, and just stopped and paused. I mean, I would love to see that. If you do that, please let us know because we will share the heck out of that. Okay. I like everyone's faces. I love that. I mean, I'm not going to say I haven't done that, but I'm not going to say I have. You know what I mean? So <laughs> maybe that was a personal question. Dan, did you have that one? Oh, yeah. I could see that happening. I mean, just like it, it, in, the, in the lawn and garden section, just kind of perch out right there, just kind of crawling around. Oh, yeah. So great. Well, ho hopefully, Heidi and interviews are press you've done. It's a little something different. It's called Rapid. So thanks for being explored on that part. Okay. So fun. Love it. Then go ahead, man, with the last one. On, on this last segment, Heidi, we call an open mic. We open our floor up to our guests to maybe give a couple of words of inspiration to the maybe somebody who's just starting like you did five years ago, starting this adventure or any adventure for that matter, that's kind of maybe reserved and thinks maybe I can't do it or this is something I shouldn't do. What would you, what is maybe some words that you would tell them about, you know, following their passion, uh, maybe trying to be the best that they can be? Hmm. Yeah, I, um, that's the part that I love. Um, I talk to so many women and just people that, you know, I want to do that. And I think my advice to them is to just do it. You know, there is so much fear that we let run our lives. Um, and I think, you know, when we start embracing the uncertainty, um, you know, I've been so scared doing so many of these things. I remember when I first started, I didn't even want to hike in in the dark. Um, you know, now it doesn't even phase me, but, you know, just stop being scared. Everyone starts somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, okay to mess up. Um, you know, I just, you just have to embrace that a little bit that you don't know what you're doing, um, you know, and, and the right people will encourage you. Um, if there's people that are, you know, saying things, you just got to let that go. Um, mm -hmm. You got to do the best for you because, you know, you have one life and the time's going to pass. And, you know, it, I put a post on today. It's not about the things I, you know, I don't regret the things that I say no to, um, or those are the things I do regret. Sorry. Uh, yeah. It's that I say yes. And, you know, I never regret those, you know, however silly or crazy it is. I'm so happy I did it. Even if it's yeah. painful points, you know, some of those hikes, you're like, why am I doing this? Or why did I do yeah. this? 
Um, you know, I, I've run quite a few half marathons too. And usually my first mile is my worst mile because I'm thinking, and I don't know what I was thinking starting this. Um, but then when you cross that finish line, you're like, this is why I did it. Okay. Um, each milestone, I think you have to celebrate that too. Um, there's little ways you get there. Even if you're not at your end goal, celebrate those little wins along the way. Um, cause that means you're making progress and at the end of it, you're, you're doing what you're passionate about and, you know, chasing wow. those dreams. I love that. You said, you said yeah. something too. And, uh, Dana and I have kind of, cause we do it. We both do, uh, half marathons, right. And stuff. And I remember you said, it's, it's not just applying to running Heidi, but there was a, there was a runner. I can't even remember the name. It's been so long, but they said anything you do, whether it's running or whatever, in your case, multiple adventures, if you do mm -hmm. any of it, it's more than you would have done if you didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, if you do something at all, even if it's a milestone, I am, I guess I did have a kind of a side B question. When you look at all the adventures you've done, whatever it may be, you know, hunting, skiing, all of that, was there anything that maybe you found was actually a little easier than you thought of all the things you've done? Cause I know people go, yeah. Oh, I, I jumped in. I went head first. And I learned, but maybe of the things that you've done, was there something that was a little bit easier than you thought it would be, you know, um, hiking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah they're all they're all difficult in their own way and yeah. i would be like I, if there wasn't one that i tried that i didn't want to quit golfing okay. skiing you know i tell people they're like oh i tried skiing once and i don't want to do it. you know it was so hard i'm like well you got to push through that yeah okay <laughs> nothing gets easier until you consistently do it more and more um yeah, i love that yeah, they've they've all been hard in their own way. You're you're using muscles in different ways for each of them that you know is is painful the next day. Um, but you know, I can't say. I think that the easiest thing is getting up and going out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, like you said, it, it's it's uh, no one stopping you from doing it too. I love that. So wow. Well, Dana, I, I'm I'm kind of just absorbing all this. Do you have anything to add to that? Because I'm kind of speechless for a moment. You know. No, I, I just love the message, you know, the, uh, it, something in particular that stuck out was embrace the uncertainty, yeah. something that I kind of drive now with, you know, you can bring to, you know, our younger athletes that we work with is soft. We work in a lot of with softball girls and, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, something's going to be hard. So embrace that and you'll learn so much from it. So that's what mm -hmm. I took from it. So it's a great message. So I appreciate wow. you, you putting it so succinctly. So eloquently, right? So I think yeah. you have a future in broadcasting and like speech writing too. Heidi, you're go. very good at the way you say it. We're just some, you know, bumper sticker phrases and all that is all we <laughs> use. So, <laughs> so, well, Heidi, please let me know. We appreciate what you do. Uh, yeah. We continue to cherish yeah. and 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 support and promote what you do for the for the sport and for uh, like I said, females as well. This is always an open invitation, so please don't let it be the last. Don't let it be uh, yeah. your first. Um, you're an alum now, so as as future events unfold and all that, you're welcome to come back and share those with us as we uh, keep progressing the show too. Okay, so absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate you guys so much, and thank you. And I'm, I'm we'll take you up on that invitation because I love what you guys are doing. So thank you. thank you. Of course, let me know. I need the footage though. Hopefully, it gets today. When you do the ghillie suit thing, please send that to me. Yeah, I there see you go. That. So first dibs on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys will be all for that <laughs> let's go and it'll be an exclusive no, thanks again Heidi we much love we appreciate you hope yeah, you have a great you. Merry Christmas and holiday season and we'll get this out yeah, very soon absolutely. we'll be in touch okay so Merry Christmas. thank you Fred thank so, you. Lena, I'm telling you man she's she's inspirational dude like what, what do you think of her she's great right yeah I mean just being new to it relatively new I guess I mean a lot of hunters we know or I know that they're lifelong but being new to it and embracing it and coming in and saying, I can do this. I'm going to make my mistakes. 
but I'm going to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. what better inspiration can you have to somebody that's new at anything to come in yeah. and say, just go do it. I mean, give it all you got. You're going to mess mm-hmm. up, but you're going to have probably the most fun in your life doing something that is uncertain to you. Isn't that kind of a, f- a phrase that you use all the time? If you make your mistakes at full speed, don't you say that a lot? Yeah. Too? Yeah. That's what we t- always tell our girls uh, from when we coach soccer to softball. It's like fail at a hundred percent. Mm, and that's, that's the awesome. only way you'll succeed. So embrace, embrace uncertainty. Nice. And you think about yeah. what she said, man, too. It's cool. And I didn't, I didn't want to expand on it too much out of respect, but she took maybe a bit of a, a dark time in her life. She overcame some challenges, yeah. personal life and used yeah. that. I see this time and time again, man. And I feel like all these people, these great people we interview, it's like almost on their DNA. They find yeah. a way to take bad and turn it into good. You know, she yeah. spoke about overcoming the uh, issue that she dealt with in her life, personal, um, the divorce things. And she took that and made it into this. Yeah. Look at this, look at this uh, enterprise she has now, you know? know so yeah and not only being an inspiration to others but even in her own house you know showing her mm-hmm. sons that hey this is something you can do and, and be great at so yeah it's a great message to have that was and, a, and a great person uh, to follow yeah i've really really guys if you don't if you don't follow her yet we'll make sure we get the links out in the yeah. posts and all that but what a great influence and i'm just glad we got the chance to track her down um and and it won't be the <laughs> last time so you like that it <laughs> won't be the last time so uh, but you guys, that was a great Sunday morning edition. Uh, I was excited to get the word out for Heidi. Uh, we got one. Usually we'll be doing Sundays only from now on. Um, so get your Sunday episodes weekly. There you go. Um, we do have one bonus one this week, but because of timing, we couldn't we couldn't let it go. Our buddy Tyler from Theory of a Dead Man is stopping by Tuesday night. It should be a great yeah. night. Uh, we got a special guest host, Dane Rainey, stopping back by to hang with us for that one. So it'll be fun. Oh, man, that's going to be a great yeah. night. Yeah, and then we have uh, Dan. A couple. I, I figured I'd kind of spill the beans a little bit. We made a couple announcements. Um, we've got one of our buddies, um, Danny, stopping by from Default. We've also got Bruce, our buddy from the Little River Band. We're gonna go old school for yeah. a little bit, and I'm tracking down a very, very big surprise for you guys. It's too. I can't even say it yet because I don't want to spill the beans. But um, we got a lot more content on the way. Got a couple new bands that we're working with, and um, it's gonna be a great 2024. I tell you what, as the show keeps rolling. Couldn't do it without you guys. But uh, yeah. again, thank you again, Heidi, for what you did today and for uh, uh, keeping that influence going. It, it was a great yeah, one. Um, so don't forget, as always, that we love you. And Dane? Thank you for listening. Nice. That was a good Hey, Dane, what's up, man? How you doing tonight? Oh, man, I'm excited been excited all day for this you know like i say you you learn new things you get excited to meet people that are doing great things so this night's no exception tonight that i can't even say enough excitement doesn't even begin to capture it first of all we're joined by this amazing lady welcome back granny how you doing thank you thank you so much i'm, I'm very excited to be here yeah, having a great the... day okay yeah, go ahead. how yeah. was the troubadour show i know you guys just played the troubadour a few weeks ago yeah. how was that yeah, it was awesome. It was it was so much fun. I think that was actually like our, our best show that we played. Um, yeah, it was just super packed. It was an awesome, like just, I mean, it was an overall really, really good show. Um, and uh, tons of positive response, you know. Good. So um, yeah, it was great. And it's a, it's a good size stage too. So I, I like playing as a troubadour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that well-deserved the world needs to hear your music. So I can't wait. I won't <laughs> bug you. I know you got some new stuff coming. I can't wait. But yes. Randy and Dane, tonight's a special night. I'll tell you what. Um, you know, when we started doing this, there were some bucket list names that Dane and I had always wanted to come back to. And Dane, we got to see 
this gentleman we're about to announce play Saturday. Amazing artists. I knew they were great, and they've been one of my top ten for a long time. And then during the set, when they break out, start playing some Nutshell, doing some Alice in Chains. Like now they're another level of cool. They were already amazing. Like dude's got the greatest hair <laughs> yeah. and all of rock, got the greatest soul patch, and got the greatest voice. <laughs> and then you add in this great guitar work where he's playing Nutshell on stage. Like is that Lane? And no, that's that's Tyler just getting after it. So you guys, I don't want to waste any time. As Dane knows, I tend to fanboy out. So I'm gonna get right. <laughs> down to it and honor this gentleman's time and bring on the one and only Tyler Connolly. Tyler, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great now. Just blushing. It's, uh... <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since it's such nice things. Yeah, I, I, it's cool you got to come to the show. Yes, sir. It's an honor, man. Uh, watching you play, man, I, I was, I was, my mouth was watering over the guitar set. I saw several of your guitars, and I'm like, taking pictures of your guitars. You've got some beautiful works of art, man, that you play each night. So love it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. yeah, I'm a huge guitar aficionado. So uh, uh, yeah, I love guitars. I did try. I will say this uh, as I get going. I did try to emulate you when I walked into work Sunday, Monday morning with a nice, cool trench coat on the Western thing. I didn't get near the reception <laughs> you did. I thought it was cool. I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm here to like, like welcome me into the, into the, you know, the building. And it, anyway, so <laughs> Tyler, we've got some questions, man, over the years that, yeah. <laughs> that we've uh, the audience and I have cultivated uh, worldwide. So I'm going to kind of take the lead on this one. Obviously, man, looking back between whether it's Santa Monica before that, you know, even early days gasoline, when you're putting together this body of work with David Deadman, obviously that's when we got the world got to hear you for what you were. But there's got to be maybe those garage band days, maybe even some demos nobody knows about. When did you get the itch maybe early on in the days to start playing? When it, did it all begin for you, if you will, mm -hmm. you know? My dad, uh, my dad was a musician, so I, I didn't realize how lucky I was when I was a kid. Like I had everything in my basement. So my dad was in a band, and he would have like band practice was uh, like once a week at seven p.m. And so the guys would come over, and the, it was so loud, and they would smoke and drink beer. So our our house would just smell like smoke and beer, and I hated it. I was a kid, and like because I had to go to bed at like eight o'clock, so I hated it. And then the next day you go down there and it's just just smells and it's gross. And but then when I got a little bit older, my friends would come over and be like, yeah, "Let's play on the drums or let's let's play guitar." And I'm like, "Oh no, I don't. Who cares?" But yeah, it, but then I think when I got around 13, 14, I I took full advantage of it and I realized that like, man, I, I have the ability to like. And my dad had a little, you know, a, a four track, a TAC four track recorder, so I learned how to use that and bounce down tracks and. Then, yeah, and then I just started recording music. It just kind of, I don't know, from there, just kept going. Early age, man. Yeah, I get you, man. <laughs> yeah. So early age, before, Lenny, before you take two, and I always ask this question, I remember, like you said, with your dad, it kind of seemed like that was an influence. My first real guitar, my dad got me an Ibanez Road Stars. Purple, love it. I yeah. wish I would have kept it, you know. But what was your first baby, man? Obviously, the beautiful guitars that you have, what was your first mm. real guitar, like yeah. your, 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 your first real one, you know what I mean? Uh, I bought my first guitar. I bought was a hundred bucks. It was a Yamaha. It was a Strat copy, and it was pearl white. Uh, and my dad's guitar player, he actually set it up for me, so it played really well. I think that was the difference. Is that it's so hard to learn how to play guitar if it's on a piece of crap. You can't squeeze the sound. You can't bar chord. So I was lucky that it was actually playable. And uh, but that was the first one, hundred Yamaha. It, I'm sure it sounded yeah. okay. I, <laughs> I can't remember what it, what the neck was on it, but yeah. And then after that, it, it ex escalated into more and more expensive stuff. I got you. I, I'm with yeah. it. Randy, go ahead. That's for two uh, for you, Randy. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, okay, well, I was actually curious. Uh, I, I heard you do a lot of cool stuff with, uh, you know, blow up uh, dinosaurs on stage and some other <laughs> stuff. But uh, so that must have been a fun one. But uh, what what's your favorite show or your favorite gig that you've ever played? That we've so, ever, like, ever played? Yeah, like any, what would be like the one that like really like that you remember so well, mm. you know, that was a great, great time. I, I mean, that's a hard one. I don't think there's one that's like, wow, this is it. I can die. We, we've <laughs> done, we played like we played some cool, like we played Madison Square Garden. Wow. Uh, that was, you know, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, went Wembley Arena a couple times. I, I'm just trying to think. You know, honestly, it's probably going to be like when I, I grew up in Vancouver, and so there was this mm -hmm. kind of famous place called the Commodore Ballroom, which is a real ballroom. There's balls underneath the floor, so it bounces. Uh huh. And it's this kind of a famous place, and you always and I I would go and watch bands. I mean, the first show I ever saw was at the Commodore Ballroom, and it was Ice T. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in like 1980, cool. <laughs> 1989 or something like that. And yeah. the guy who was opening for him was. MC Everlast, who turned into Everlast. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. And I remember that was the first show I ever went to with my friends. I think I was 14. And I remember, like, you know, like rappers always throw stuff in the audience. And I think I grabbed like Ice T's handkerchief or something. And then some guy punched me in the face. I just thought it was so <laughs> cool. I got punched in the face. <laughs> I never got yeah. it. The guy punched me in the face. I was like, oh, but, but I think, like, <laughs> when, we, when we became a band and then we got signed and all that stuff. I think one of the first big gigs we got was playing at the Commodore. I remember that just being like the biggest moment wow. for me yeah. playing, but that, that was the, the home, the home place. Yeah. So that was kind yeah. of like the dream of man, imagine we headlined the Commodore. You know, those are the things you kind of talk about when you're a kid, the Madison sure. square garden, like that's cool, but it's not really something you even think about. Like for me, it was like the hometown. That's that cool. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. That's... Good question, Randy. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, listening to your dad all those years back, you know, listen to him play and have their band practice and, you know, going to these early shows at these great arenas. What are, whenever you started writing music, whenever you started playing, what were some of your other influences that kind of helped you along the pathway to kind of perfect your craft and mold yourself mm -hmm. in music? What are some of those influences you've had? I mean, I started out listening to uh, a lot of classic rock. So Led Zeppelin was probably the big one. The Doors. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of resonated with uh, uh, The Doors because his voice was like mine. I, I, mm -hmm. I couldn't sing like Robert Plant. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of classic rock was like, you know, you could sing really high. and I, I'm like a bass, so... Yeah, the doors. Jim Morrison was like me. I was just like I always try to emulate him when I sang. Mm -hmm. But uh, for songwriting, like it, it's ironically, I listened to a lot of uh, instrumental stuff growing up. So I was into mm -hmm. a lot of guitar rock. So Joe Satriani, mm -hmm. Steve Vai, yeah. Eric Johnson, the kind of the mm -hmm. G three guys, Ingve Malmsteen, all this sh shredder stuff. But I love Joe Satriani because he actually sang with his guitar. Yeah. So I mm -hmm. really got so good at melody lines. So. I found I was really good at writing hooks because mm -hmm. I think I just listened to so much guitar hooks that I would just turn them yeah. into vocals. And that Man. was probably a big one for me. Yeah. Before, oh, Randy, yeah. before you take four, I, th I think you're too, Kyle, because there's such a, a diverse, when you go from obviously like, you know, gasoline days to dinosaur, you do write a lot of hooks and it's neat to see there is a definite evolution. You've, st you've stayed 
Dairy of a Dead Man, but you can definitely tell you've been able to kind of evolve uh, writing styles. <laughs> and I see like these, these, I told Granny and Dane, we're kind of talking about prep. Every one of your lyrics, man, no matter even if it's like a dark place, relationships, maybe times in life, somehow it always comes back to something of positivity and hope. It's neat about the way you do things, man. There's always like a way out. Even with like some of the darker songs, even Dinosaur as like existential as it is, you always find a way to give us hope too. So, man, I just got to say kudos to you that you'll give us something like heavy content, but it really is from a place of like, there's a way out, man. So, Randy, go ahead. I just, that's always been something with your lyrics, man. I've always found very, very fascinating that you can take a dark subject matter, something that we all need to hear, real life stuff, relationships, maybe job situations, and you make it, you make it positive, man. So, shout out for being able to do that. You definitely can make a hook, but yeah, go ahead, Randy. So, Yeah, that was really cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So my question is, is, um, what is, uh, 2024 looking like for you guys? Like, what do you mm-hmm. guys have anything major, um, in store for us to know? Uh, work on new music. That's definitely number one. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to start doing that. I'm starting, I'm starting to write some stuff. Um, it's starting to feel this, it's starting to feel a little bit more like scars and souvenirs kind of songs. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we're starting to book shows, uh, but probably going to not do, I think we got about nine shows booked next year, which is not a lot, but uh, yeah. And then just tour probably, I would say the latest we'll probably get back out in the fall. So probably six months of playing golf. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. That's, that's, that's how you're doing it right. man. So uh, I, I shot a mean 95 the other day. I'm just kidding. No, I wish 195, but no, so that's great, man. So new music coming up tours. Um, I, I can't wait to see that. And Rainy, you talked about this too. Maybe uh, open up the dialogue, Tyler. One thing that's cool about the way you guys do music or the digital version of music is you could drop a single once a month. If you wanted to, there's no real timetable that you have to stick to anymore. It's, it's neat that do you prefer it this way. Or do you like going back to the old school days yeah. of having to cut the demo out and five song type thing, or how do you prefer, you know? No, I mean, I'm super excited to start putting stuff out more yeah. like often. I think that's so cool because then the man, like the, the 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 traditional way we've been making records are over a career is like you, it takes so long. It's like we, yeah, even our last record we made, it was done. I think it took you know maybe eight to ten months to come out after we finished it. It's just like we're like, oh, what? Let's go, let's go. So no, we're super excited that we can do stuff like that. Like I, I'm all about it. I mean, there is some sad, sad moments where you 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 get nostalgic about things like, you know, missing the days of being able to do like the you buy a CD and you open it up and I'd always yeah. go to yeah. like the the page where it shows like who they thanks and then like who what gear they use oh. and yeah. like you know so for us like I remember we made our first record it was like so daunting who am I gonna thank how do I make it sound very <laughs> professional you know and, and now it's like they, it's just gone like there's kids will be like what what's thanks like what you know what i mean like what, <laughs> the band uses yeah so uh, what's there's part of me yeah there's part of me that's like I, i'm sad to see those old days kind of gone people i think there's fans out there especially our older fans still would love to see like the the format of a like 13 songs you know and they're kind of set up so you listen to it from front I mean, that's how all bands do it. They go, the first song is always something like a punch in the face. And then, you know, and now it's like people can just pick whatever song they want to listen to. It doesn't work as much anymore, but uh, we get it. You got to adapt or die, right? So, yeah, we don't want to die. 
<laughs> Randy, you're talking about that a little bit too, Randy. There's a writing process. Maybe that's a moment where you can step in, Randy. You're you're talking a little about writing from writer to writer. Um, then you have something about that, Randy. You're saying too, where yeah. narrowing down. No, yeah. Well, I was curious to see, um, Tyler, how you decide like what lyrical content for each song, and like how do you usually? I guess this is a two part question. How does it usually like for me? I'll start like writing something on keys, like, and then um, vocals. But like, how do you first start coming up with a song? Like, how does that, mm. and what does that look mm. like? Uh, it's usually always like a vocal hook. Mm -hmm. uh, rarely, it's ever like guitar or, or something on that. Uh, yeah, because I'll just I can just change the keys if I'll figure I'll find a key that works for the song. But it's almost always I just start singing something, and I'm like, oh, that's good, and I'll just record <laughs> it on my phone or something. Uh, and then okay. usually, yeah, usually it's the chorus first. So I usually come up yeah. with, the, which is awesome, because once you have the chorus, then yeah, yeah, yeah. you're almost all, all the way there. Well, get us to the chorus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Totally. Um, do you play the yeah. keys that are behind you really quickly? I want to do you play piano yeah. or? Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A, little, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you 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 yeah. tore up the ivory at the uh, at the gig, man. I was watching you do some <laughs> journey covers and stuff. Did like, some journey on there. Some, I think yeah. I did some Van Halen. Yeah, it's oh, good. Wow. Yeah, right. yeah, that's awesome. It was awesome. Played some jump. Yeah, yeah. it was a, uh, it was it was a good night, man. So uh, I'm gonna transition. That was a great question, Rainy. Uh, I love that. Uh, Danny, Dane, and Danny and Rainy. Dane and Rainy know this segment, Tyler. <laughs> this is a segment. I promise you. I know you've done a million interviews, and I appreciate that. But we have a little benchmark segment, Tyler. Across the world, our fans give us questions for every episode to ask the guests, and we call this rapid fire. I will tell you, cool. I'll preface this. We keep it we keep it PG, but we're about to get weird. It's pretty fun. We like to get weird. And what we do is Dane, Rainey, and I, we're betting on what we think you're gonna say. So you don't there's no oh, wrong cool. answer for you. We're gonna give you two choices. You go with what you feel is right, and we're gonna the winner, like whoever has the best answers, we get lunch provided by the loser. It's pretty cool. Okay. So <laughs> um, so for this segment, Tyler, imagine nice. like celebrity celebrities can come back from the dead. <laughs> there's no time continuum, anything's right. possible. Okay. So Okay. Check this out. I know from just not creepily following you, but over the years of watching you, I know you got a little love for Elvis and I know your style and all that, right? So um, we're going to go back into the, the late 60s and somehow your band is what you are. You're around and kicking in 1965. So Elvis says, hey, Tyler, I want to take one of your two songs. If you'll let me, I want to cover it, put on one of my greatest hits albums. Elvis says, can I take Santa Monica or, 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 or obviously Abel Angel and put on my album, which one would you rather Elvis cover for you? Oh, hmm. I would probably say Santa Monica. Let's go. That's Let's got go. more of a, That's yeah, what it's I got chose. more of a little yeah. bit of a, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a more of an Elvis vibe, but he could sing it, you know, he could do his Elvis thing on that because it's a bit of a ballad. Yeah, Dan, did you have that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Three-way tie. Okay, darn it. Okay, I was hoping I'd inch away on you on that one. So good job, Brady. Okay, so <laughs> three-way tie so far. Next one, obviously, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of adrenaline with you know rock music and wrestling, mm -hmm. things like that. A lot of rock bands, whether it's like Rev Theory, of course, P.O.D. A lot of guys do uh, in bands just do wrestling cameos in WWE. So they call up you and Dean says, hey, Tyler, we want you and Dean to take on and do like a four-part tag team championship. You get to pick two other guys, do this battle royal thing. So you can, uh, excuse me, triple threat. So you and Dean and one other guy against the Dudley boys. You can t you can pick up Dowtry, Chris Dowtry, or Gavin Rosella Bush <laughs> to be your third guy in this triple threat tag team. Dowtry oh. or Gavin from Bush, who are you taking? Oh. Chris Dowtry. Yes. Let's go. I actually had Gavin. I'm sorry, man. I had Gavin. 
Yeah, no how about you, man? No, I, I mean, I, I know, I know both those guys, and I'll say, uh, uh, Gavin's pretty tall. He's not as tall yeah. as me, but, but uh, Chris is like jacked. Have you yeah. seen him lately? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, ripped. He's like yeah, he's super ripped. Yeah, he's yeah. all jacked. So he he looks like he could be a wrestler. So you know, he could be smart. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Did you have yeah, Gavin's English? He he's English. They're not they're not much for wrestling. So <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Randy, you're crushing it right now, Randy. How about you, Dan? Did you, yeah. have, did you have Gavin? No. Yeah, I had Gavin as well. Okay. So Rainey's Listen. got the lead right now. So I'm gonna try to make a comeback here. So a couple more of these, uh, uh a couple more of these. <laughs> well, it was, it so was you... obvious though, because you know, Chris Daughtry is he's huge. True. Yeah, you know? I didn't yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got you. Good good job, Rainey. You got me on that one. So next oh, one. Yeah, I was like, so Thank obviously, you. obviously you guys just crushed it and just the two of us is amazing. I love the way you dropped it. It fits, it works. It's cool to see some of your rhyme skills coming out, Tyler. The evolution of Tyler, the rapper now coming out. It's really cool. So we're gonna go back to the nineties again. We love both of these guys, yeah. but but two of these guys say, Hey Tyler, we want you to come drop a hook. You know how hooks have been notorious. Akon's done it throughout the years, Nate Dog's done it, dropping a hook. So these two guys approach you and say, Tyler drop our hook for this uh this rap song ice cube or rev run both approach you who do you want to drop the hook for oh that's a tough one wow yeah. mm. i mean run dmc i mean they're one yeah. of the pioneers yeah. i mean my my instinct is ice cube yep i had that one finally two I for three. That. Yeah. Yep. dane how yeah. about you man oh yeah yeah that cube oh yeah definitely yeah. cube I, I listen to i i listen to nwa more than run dmc believe it or not yeah, mm. I got you. you go. Yeah, man. Great. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. love yep, them both. Yep. But, okay, Randy, you got me by one, so they and I are catching up. So, you get a sponsorship, Tyler. This next one, Tyler, they're <laughs> going to they're gonna pay you in, in some crazy endorsement, these two companies. This is just, again, fictional. Um, they're going to give you like $10 million worth of custom guitars. They said, all you got to do, Tyler, is get our, our logo tattooed on your face. You got to go Post Malone style and get the tattoo <laughs> logo on your cheek. So... Now you got some cool tats, and the two sponsors are not typical, maybe guitar type things. It's either going to be a Legos tattoo on your cheek or Sobe T tattoo on your face. You can go with the Legos or the Sobe for this guitar endorsement. Which one are you going with? Well, the Sobe is not the one with the lizard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would go with that. That seems cooler. I've had a lizard tattoo <laughs> in my face. Yeah, I got you. Let's go. The Lego Batman kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so. Wait, anybody get so Sobe? Anybody get that one? I, I, yeah. I got oh, yeah. Sobe. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got Sobe. All right, there so. you go. Yes, go. yes. Man, so you're, you're, Randy, you're ahead of us by one. Maybe I can tie it on this one. Okay, so yes. I already think, I think I know what you're going to say, Tyler, but we're going to go back to the 90s one more time. And so yeah. you, get to, you get to be uh, attributed credit for writing – this song as a ghostwriter uh, this isn't what happened but again this is fictional rapid fire so two of these songs you can say that you wrote this and you were the ghostwriter for either a rotten apple love it great track or it can be attributed for writing uh mayonnaise by the pumpkins rotten apple or mayonnaise which one would you rather be given uh credit for i thought maybe you say something like taylor swift or <laughs> Yeah. yeah something that would like made like a billion dollars <laughs> yeah I, I love smashing pumpkins man mayonnaise uh yeah yeah that's old school too mayonnaise is yeah. that their first record siamese siamese man that's from the siamese uh, album yeah siamese, yeah siamese dream oh yeah yeah and we were actually okay. listening to a bunch of uh pumpkins on the tour me and dean okay talking about yeah yeah that's a good one. there you go so I went four for five, Randy. Did you have did you have uh, mayonnaise, Randy? Or? Of course, you know okay. it. 
Well, Dane, there's no point even trying, Dane. Rainy went five for five, yeah, so we yeah. drive Rainy yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, win. We'll so overuse from, some so uh, ramens. Okay. Yeah, yeah, ramen. please, please. Yeah. I, I want the ramen, please. Let's go. I love it. Perfect. Well, Tyler, thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Rainy. We'll send that to you. We'll do UPS. I'll get you some okay. nice uh, <laughs> multi-taki ramens and all that. So, gotcha. Thank you, sir. Thank you. thank you. Yeah. So, Tyler, hopefully, man, interviews you've done a little something different. So, we'll benchmark things. So, thanks yeah, for being support. It. Okay. Thanks, man. Uh, Dan, go ahead for that last part. Yeah, on this last segment, Tyler, we call it open mic. We kind of open the floor up to our guests to maybe tell a, you know, inspirational word or a, a encouraging word to maybe some of those up and coming artists or athletes or anybody that kind of aspires to do something great with whatever they choose. Are, are there, is there something you've carried through your career that has kept you at the top of your game throughout the years that maybe you can maybe mm-hmm. a word of wisdom to pass on to the next generation, hoping to you know, replicate the things that you've done. Mm. Yeah. I, I, something that, you know, we talk a lot, a lot about in the band, especially now we're seeing a lot, a lot of social media and people this uh, being obsessed with fame. I think that the one thing that keeps pushing you forward and, and driving you to success is just the love of what you do. Like, I really want kids to grow up loving what they do and not have this, uh, this obsession with fame. I think it's because then you're just, you know, you're motivated by the wrong things. But yeah, I, I think we, we just love what we do and we get on stage every, every night and get to play. Like I get to play guitar for a living. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, everything we do, we do because we're passionate about it. And we always say in the band, we always say we go with our gut. So if mm-hmm. one of us is like, I don't like this, I don't think we should do this. We don't do it because, mm-hmm. and it always turns out to be the right decision. So there's a couple in there. One is go with your gut. And one is to just make sure you're really passionate about it and don't do it for the wrong reasons because it, it won't work. I think that's one of the, the secrets, secrets to our success has just been that we continue to really enjoy what we do because it's for the right reasons. We just love making wow. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, awesome. it's crazy when you think about go with your gut, Tyler. And I see this and it's it, the successful artists and, and musicians and athletes always say that they do it because they love it. And I remember Chris from Jonathan Davis's band was like, hey, if you make music that you like, somebody's going to like it. Someone is mm-hmm. going to like like the genuine. And what you've done from day one is you've always been genuine and stayed to your style and, and, and your craft, man. And it's a wonder people flock to you because you are who you are and people people respect that, especially now that – there's just so much like hashtag filter this or so much filter like you're the real yeah. deal, man. So what you put out is that's who you are, man. So much respect. Maybe yeah, did you want to add to that, Rainy or, or Dane? Or? No, well, I wanted to hear his uh, his maybe something inspirational that he would like to say to younger artists. Yeah, there is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like other than staying true, you know, is there anything that you would give an up and coming artist like any kind of advice? Mm. Just grind. Just keep grinding. Just never stop. It's. It, you think it's more competitive now, I think, than it ever has been because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago, if you bump into the right person or you, you someone likes your music, you can you can get a record deal or whatever the what you're looking for. But now, honestly, the most talented, hardest working people are the ones that are getting to the top. It, it really mm-hmm. is. You can see, like, I go on YouTube and I watch these people and I'm like, these people are so talented. Like I, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> like they're so much better than me. 
But yeah, I love it yeah. because it show, they work so hard and it, it proves that now more than ever, the hard work does pay off where, mm-hmm. yeah, 20, 30, 50 years ago, you could just be a cool, you could, we always talk about the rock, rock star shower, which is you can take someone, you can put the right clothes on them, some sunglasses and they look cool. But mm-hmm. if you can't play, if you're not really that good, yeah, you know, yeah. Man, more than ever. Yeah. That's so yeah, just work really hard, man. Just work hard. That's powerful. Okay. Dane, you think that name? That's awesome, yeah. man. Well, yeah. well, I, I kind of had a question that I always like to ask somebody who writes music like you do. Where do you find some of your best work comes from? Is it from the things that are around you in society or is it something deep within that you've experienced in life mm. on mm. a personal level? It, you know, it comes, I say it comes from the ether. It doesn't, it, it's, it's kind of unfortunate. It, it just comes from nowhere. I can't mm. tell you where I, I, I just, I remember I watched Paul McCartney talk about how he dreams the song. Do you ever see how crazy that guy is? He has yeah. dreams yeah. and he wakes up and he remembers the song and he writes it no. down. I'm like, wow. What? That's what awesome. Like, wouldn't yeah. that be amazing? <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. dreamed some songs and then I woke up and they're gone. Yeah. yeah for me, they, they just come out of nowhere. Like, I, I couldn't even tell you where. I just all of a sudden, I'll just have a chorus and I, and then be like, where'd you come up with that? I, I, I didn't, it just, it was just, it just is an enters my brain. So, mm, wow. Yeah. You know, what, but uh, yeah, I would say like majority of the stuff is just, a, is about me reflecting it's, it's cathartic. So it's just about something yeah. that's gone on in my life at this point, mm. probably a lot of it is rehashed. People like fans will come up to me and be like, who, how many girls have broken your heart? And, yeah. and I'm like, well, it's probably the same one or two. I just, I just keep yeah. writing about the same thing. I just never get over it, you know. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, as as we hope your your journey, man, continues to heal and all that. I, whatever your dreams, you're you're catching, man. Please keep doing this. Find a way to capture your dreams because everything you put out. It does turn to gold, man. And I, I, I talk a lot about the generations of music. And even Rain and I talked about this. Rain is a newer artist, but the influences and the styles, I believe, like late 90s, early 2000s, was some of the best times in rock, that scene, yeah. right? So it's like, Tyler, I'm just I'm just glad. Like you said at the show, 21 years later, man, it's still at your prime. Thank you for continuing to bless our ears, man, because the world needs to hear your music. And I'm just glad you're, you're still doing it, man. We love it, you know? So yeah, no, thank you. Yes, sir. I'm glad well, you Tyler, guys got to see the show. Brandy yes, didn't get to see it, but maybe soon enough. Yes. I would love maybe. to. Yes. Yeah. Maybe when you guys do some more stuff on the West Coast, Randy, I'm telling you, Randy, it's one of those ones to where um, it doesn't matter how long they're on stage and never gets old. You could have played 40 songs, Tyler. I would have, I would have went through three batteries and loved it, man. So, <laughs> um, yeah. My goal, well, I told my wife my goal next year, Tyler, I'm going to try to start doing the Pompadour. I'm going to get it eventually. I, you know, I'm not – I'm gonna New Year's resolution, man. I'm gonna drop 80 pounds and grow grow four four inches and start doing the toilet. And I'm just kidding. Thank you, Tyler, for real, man. I appreciate you, man. You uh, got it. Be, yeah, man. So thanks again for. I uh, hope you have a great holiday season. Happy New Year! Yep, and uh, absolutely, can't wait to hear some new music. And we'll be plugging away at it, and we'll be promoting the heck out of it over here on on this side. Okay, so. Definitely. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me Come. on. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Tyler. Tyler. Man, much love. Get some rest. We'll be in touch. We'll get this out to the world as soon as we can. Hope you have a, a great rest of your year, okay? It was a pleasure to meet you, man. So. Nice Thanks. to meet you. you. Too. Yeah. Yes, sir. You too. Take, take care, man. You're welcome to I, drop I, off. We appreciate you, man. So. I right, see you guys. We'll see you. Yeah. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Dana Rainey, that uh, there's there's artists like that that are so genuine and so passionate, and they just, just yeah. humble as can be. What do you guys think of yeah. it? I mean, were they right? You know? 
Yeah, no, I thought it was really cool because like um, he, he was just like, especially what he said at the end, really just about, you know, like grinding and and also the fact that, that he's doing it for the right reasons. I, I love that, you know, that's really inspiring and it's exciting to, to hear um, what he had to say about that. You know, um, he's a super yeah. nice guy, super nice guy. Very, yeah. very talented, man. Humble. You, you, you say they say like. Talk about meeting your musical heroes. Like I know Rainy, Dan and I have a few years on you, uh, age wise. I grew up listening to Tyler, and it's like meeting your hero. Like you don't even know how to, you don't know what you do in those moments. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, I bet. Dan, what you think, yeah. man? Yeah, <laughs> was, it, was, it, was it cool or what? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. It's like I say, especially the message, like to carry on what Rainy was saying. Yeah. It, it's, when, whenever somebody does it for that long and they're at the top of their game, but they tell you that, hey, keep grinding, because that's what we yeah. do, and you know. It just yeah. comes comes to them, you know, and they just keep working on it and keep working on it until they get it right. And, you know, it it, it shows in their music and the results speak for themselves. Wow. Yeah, yeah, totally. That, that was, man, that was a heck of a, that was a heck of a one. Rainy, I'm glad that we were able to kind of steal some of the time, some of your time and get you a part of that. So. No, um, I, I had a blast and thank you good. so much for having me. I, I, yeah. lo I love coming on this show. It's great. Good. Very good. <laughs> well, as we, as we know, we have some more lined out for Rainy. Dane and I will keep that uh, under wraps. We've got a few more coming up. So um, <laughs> Dane, Dane, that's another one of the books, man. We'll take yeah. a couple of days breather. We've got a few more this Sunday. As we continue to some of our local hero journey, we've got a local uh, local runner stopping by as well as a pro fisherman because we do sports and music. So, uh, Randy, I know this will be our last time we do with you before the new year. So, hope you have a great Christmas and a safe holiday season. And uh, um, we're going to make sure we get this out to the world. And uh, once we get that Absolutely. new video or new content, I should say, we'll be dropping yeah. some more alibis for you guys soon. Uh, do you have yeah, a date on that? Sure. Or yeah. Can we say yet? Or can we say it? I, or no, I, or? I, it's it's going to be in January. I, okay. I don't have a specific date yet because it, it depends on when we're shooting this next video. Oh. But it will be. Okay very soon in early january yes can't wait yes. Yeah. yes as soon as yes. as soon as we get it you know we're going to promote the heck out of it rainy we love you so um thank you so that, much you guys yes of course well on that note on behalf of rainy and dane and i don't forget as always that we love you and dane thank you for listening Whew, okay let me let me